Max Christie got invited to the NBA Draft Combine, but Davis Smith couldn't even get an invite to a Mac team. It's fine. We've got a big commit who's going to um, redshirt this year? Fuck. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined as always by the reason McDonald's shake machines are constantly broken, Kevin Grek. <laughs> I don't even know what to make of this. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, man in the world. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not joining in on that. I just wanted to let in uh, the listeners on the backstory. Jonesy took a stand and refused to read the opening. So Plum had to come in and deliver it. You know, I have and one that is skill. Alice Plum. <laughs> this week's winner of the most dangerous game. In, I, a week, uh... in a week after Raymond Chains asked us to be introspective about being too mean to the student athletes, we open with that. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking. Listen, I have one skill, and it involves writing obscene copy that usually gets edited in post, but not this week, friend. So I took it upon myself to embarrass the pod, and I am good for it. I thought I thought you were going to say your one skill was petty. Um, <laughs> Very good at that. <laughs> yes. We might have two uh, skills, after all. <laughs> uh, thank you, of course, everyone, for listening. If we could ask a small favor... Please share the pod with Spartans in your life, just not the Smith family. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe <laughs> wherever you get podcasts. And of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spartan underscore pod. Greg, uh, I think you did the bulk of the outlining. What do we got this week? Uh, that's a slight, dear listener. I did none of the po- of the outlining. <laughs> uh, so he was putting my nose in it there. Uh, we start with football entirely out of, I guess, habit. Yeah, because most of what we're going to be talking about relates to the way that we opened the show. We have some concerns. Uh, Then we're going to get into basketball, hockey. There's been a hire, of course. Um, Adam Nightingale has been named the new MSU head coach. As uh, Jerry Bear said he would. Uh, then we're going to talk a little bit off Grand River, a little bit name, image, and likeness, a little bit uh, possible rule changes. And then, of course, week two of the Twitter competition. Which uh, was heated in how the rankings came out. Uh, for those who were not aware, People it was entirely on Greg. Um, <laughs> all right. I, I'm coming up blameless so far in this episode, but I'm sure it's going to come back around. Yeah, uh, I don't expect that to last. No. Uh, so football, uh, green wall, we're going to head behind it. And I see a note here about we will win the Big Ten in 2022. Was this a plumber? People are saying. I'm people. I'm a person. Listen, we had yeah. nothing else to talk about. Why can't we prognosticate? He turned out being more right than expected about the 2021 last season. season. So, I said it too. No, no, I said yeah, it. But he said it louder. And these <laughs> days, that means he said it righter. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he said it louder and more unhinged. So and that the floor is America. Is his. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Plum, what are you drinking right now? This, my Ooh. friends, is a blueberry boyfriend, uh, a p- prairie artisanal ale. 
sour ale with blueberries and lemon zest. Lemon zest. I do not have a blueberry boyfriend, more like a blackberry boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like he's lame because he uses a BlackBerry? Or are you oh, yes, yes. Use? A former Obama administration uh, staffer. So, hmm. yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> that was the joke. <laughs> anyway, keep uh, it in. If you get pulled open, that's got to stay. Uh, so, all right, we're not going to prognosticate. Uh, that feels very much like a June episode uh, for us to get into. But the, you know, we spoke last week, I think it was last week about the approval to the, the additions or renovations on uh, Spartan. You're talking about the Tom Izzo oh, football yes. building. Yes. The Tom Izzo football <laughs> building. Uh, and we, I, I think we mentioned that, that breaking ground was going to be happening soon. So soon. In fact, that uh, folks may have noticed on social media, the weight room, which I think was just redone has been fully emptied out for, for renovations. So we're like breaking ground days. This is the way of college athletics. (laughs) Three-year-old weight room, not up to standards anymore across the country and the conference. So, um, is that it for football? Are we (laughs) talk about basketball now? Uh, yeah, I, I, the one thing I'll say is I, I think maybe next week we have a bit more football news, uh, but we'll leave it at that. Um, maybe some, maybe some recruiting news next week. Um, so yeah, let's, let's talk about the shooty hoops. All right. So we want to take a breath. Yeah. So we had previously talked about, uh, transfer options that were being actively recruited and were on campus. Uh, and one of the ones, the only one, well, multiple are reportedly being recruited, but the only one that had visited campus was Micah Parrish, who came all the way up from Oakland. Nice of him to, you know, hang a Michigan rider bus or whatever that was. <laughs> um, decided to commit to South Dakota or to uh, San Diego State University. Uh, now, internet rumors abound about his dad being a Michigan fan and, you know, being comfortable with the coaching staff out there and something, something. He wanted to go somewhere Later, Brady warm, Hope. something, something. They already have Brady Hoke. I don't think that was what was brought up, but okay. I think it was more Steve Fisher related, but um, yeah, I don't. Every fan base says my team cooled on him when he, when a player commits somewhere else. And, I don't think. Uh, did did anyone say that? I don't know. I don't, I don't think anyone's saying that. I, I mean, it's reported we offered him. Yeah. So. But there's a new commit this week. Carson Cooper, big man. Yeah, uh, you can find him. Uh, I can't. I can't be mean to a kid. <laughs> so he Go is. On. He's a a, a, a no stars. Um, who is playing for the non-varsity IMG Academy team. Um, he... I like, I like, I like, he is a no stars. He is a no stars. That's good. That's a great way to not be he, mean to him. He is 6'11". Uh, by all accounts, a late bloomer. Uh, <laughs> IMG Academy uh, non-varsity is still, you know, better than Ipsy Prep probably. <laughs> <laughs> so uh here's here's what we do on this podcast with recruits we talk about peer groups hmm. and the the offer peer group 
for for Mr. Carson Cooper, who we're happy to have, was American, Donetsk, Eastern Michigan, and a program that Spartan mean- fans will remember and may be reminded of again very soon, Vermont. Do you remember Duquesne? Did you mean Duquesne? Is that what it is? Duquesne? Yeah, not no, who I was cares? like, I've never heard of this school. Who cares? Okay. Who cares? Okay. It's unpronounceable. Yeah. Huh? I, I couldn't read it. I sincerely couldn't write it. If you said, Duquesne, write this down. Oh. Guaranteed you, I couldn't Based, write that. Based upon how you spell analysis later on in the, uh, the outline, <laughs> I'm quite sure of that. Well, I didn't type a single thing. That was me. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. Um, Where is Duquesne? Uh, Pittsburgh. Ah. False. It's in Indiana. It's in Indiana. Wait, are you sure? No. <laughs> just uh, it was this like a uh, John Oliver thing? Like you know, just insist on something and then be like, you are so unaware of Duquesne, of where Duquesne is, that you believe me when I said it was in mm-hmm. Indiana. That's right. One yeah. of those. Uh, okay. So Carson Cooper, six uh, eleven. I mean, it. I, I assume he's got a little bit of filling out to do, but um, seems to honestly be ahead of maybe in terms of body composition, where where Marcus Bingham was at the same time. Yeah. Um, by all accounts, what's alarming to me is that he's slated to take a red shirt. Yeah, let's talk about that. I'm. Yeah, let's. So this has nothing to do with Carson Cooper. Genuinely, I think we're all thrilled they got a 6'11 dude. Like, you know, he's at least been playing ball. You know, I who knows? He, he really could turn into something for Michigan State. Like, time will tell. Um, and he chose Michigan State, so by virtue of that, happy to have him. What a guy. That, that said, I'm deeply confused. Last I counted, um, we have two centers – uh, because we later on the outline, Julius Marble has now committed to Texas A&M. Uh, but so we have uh, Mari Sissoko, who has averaged four minutes a game last season. <laughs> we have incoming freshman Jackson Kohler. Um, and then that's that's the two. I would also like to point you to the number zero, which is the number of big men in the transfer portal that Michigan State has been tied to. So, I mean, I I don't know where you're getting 40 minutes it, like even if you throw Joey Hauser into that mix between Mahdi, Joey, and Jackson Kohler, I don't know where you're getting 40 minutes. What's but the advantage like, to redshirting him? But let's say you do, you are one turned ankle away from blowing that redshirt. So why are we redshirting him? Yes. I, I mean, I'd like to believe there are things that we do not have visibility into. And it's not just us. Like, people who are more plugged into the program than we are do not— I don't not... believe such a thing exists. I, I also agreed. But— I mean, we've got ear directly to Alan Heller, as we'll, again, mm. as we'll discuss later. In the, so, uh, Alan, Alan, you're on Alan. Alan. <laughs> uh, What's happening? We, I mean, we've got questions later on about what maybe Izzo's strategy is going forward, and maybe the, the Twitter questions are a better time to talk about that specifically around small ball. And, and we can, but like, it doesn't seem like there's a cogent strategy here. Uh, strategy and is definitely not the word I would use. You'd be, if, if, if there was, you'd see Tom Izzo at least pursuing more wings than merely Micah Parrish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I'm concerned. 
I'm actually a little bit past concerned. And it and it's not that I don't think Tom Izzo's recruiting from the high school ranks. He is. Yep. We've got some interesting commits, you know, uh, in the we've got fears and we're in on some really interesting players in the 2023 class. Like Tom Izzo's worked in the way that he's worked for 20 some years. Mm-hmm. But like, Tom, I don't, I, I, I don't doesn't know if you help get the memo. Yeah. Like I, when, when you, after, after the loss to Duke, you insist that you like, you're still here with it and you want to win another national championship. I'm just curious what you're doing to do that. You yep. still have a coaching opening. Someone else want to chime in here? Like, I, I am baffled. At this point, I'm concerned. Well, we've it been concerned. Yeah. I, it, this, none of this helps with next season. And honestly, I struggle a little bit to see how this sets you up for success even past next season. I would expect, I mean, this kid, in all fairness to Carson here, he has the profile of a gray shirt or a preferred walk-on or something like that. Yep. This isn't. This is not the profile of a player that Michigan State has traditionally extended a scholarship offer to. Who, now, what is the profile of Davis Smith, if if not that also, by well, the way? Well, he didn't come to campus to be a scholarship athlete. He came to campus because his last name is Smith, and he, you know, his parents can pay for tuition. He ended up being <laughs> he ended up being on scholarship because one was available to him. Because we just, Izzo they loves to tie one arm behind. Yeah. Izzo loves to tie one behind his back. You know, uh, we could have had, I don't know, we, we, you know, Carson, when he gets to campus, he can have two different meal plans because we're going to have extras available. So he can bulk up big time. Go to the Brody calf, my man. Mm-hmm. Um, my concern is because he's IMG, it kind of looks like this is Izzo kind of breaking out of the mold a little bit he's from jackson he's just playing on img's backup team right now this is just another like tom will only recruit 90 minutes from campus for the most part and i get bet if you called him on it asked him about it he would point toward julius marble moving back to texas but julius is hardly the only transfer that msu has had over the last period of time so also, Julius's dad died. Like, I mean, like, Correct. let's give a kid. A, yeah. I mean, yep. and and COVID, you know, kind of makes isolation all the harder. Um, this is. I've never been this concerned about MSU hoops, and this adds to that concerned. So, <clears throat> yeah, we're we're definitely trending in the wrong direction as we have been for the past several months, um, if not year. I know we're going to talk about coaching hire. What or, what coaching hire or presumed hire? <laughs> Isn't there something? No, we have breaking news. I mean, no. there's there's talk about yeah, I guess it was Joseph talk. coming back. Yeah, that's what it was. I've, I've heard that smoke. Okay. That was my. I meant for that just to be the Vermont reference from earlier, but then we got sidetracked with Duquesne from Indiana. <laughs> Duquesne. I um, I don't understand you know enough about redshirting and why what the strategy is in doing it. I imagine it. I no. I mean, I imagine what I'm going to walk through is I I imagine the strategy has a lot to do with the fact that you have so much depth that this young person who could stand to benefit on a scout team or a practice squad isn't, but it's still an asset. You don't want to blow their eligibility in that first year. I, so, so that's why I'm confused because we have 
seven people on the men's basketball team. I received a phone call last week from a graduate assistant asking me if I wanted to walk on to the team because I have eligibility remaining because they never played because I can't play because I'm not good at basketball. They thought that you'd be really good at working the refs though. That was supposed to be your value add. In the final analysis, it's the one asset. I I also don't know what the point in saying whether you're going to redshirt this guy or, or not is because plumb to your point, there's no depth. So to circle it all back, you're a rolled ankle away from that not you're, being. You're going to play, and and so then you just we didn't play him for several games for no reason. And in fact, we didn't play him in games in the beginning of the season when we should have to give him exposure to Division One collegiate basketball, such as it is in the fall. Yep. Uh, yeah, or like let's just not call it a red shirt. Let's call it did not play coach's decision. Like that's that's what the stat line should be. Like. <laughs> I just, the, the real reason that you would is development time. So you, sure. basically when I read this, I read it as the staff has acknowledged that he is not ready to be a big 10 athlete. Right. By any measure. Was Max Christie? He was. <laughs> I mean, yes. Earnest question. Sure. Maybe he was, he you certainly didn't... looked ready in the beginning of the season. Yeah. You when, when, the, when, when big 10 conference big 10 play or... started, there was some real questions, real questions down the stretch of the Big Ten Conference, whether Max Christie was ready. Now, apparently, per sources, Ant Wright, not credible, not credible, uh, even if he is well-sourced. Fucking MSU trash account burner. Fuck. Anyway, I, you know, NBA, good good luck to him. Very good luck to him. But, whoo, boy, we are in. How does... is. I want to see some measure of alarm. I guess they can't be alarmed, can they? You can't see concern on the coaching program because that's that feeds gasoline to the fire. Right. No. I, I, what's so strange well, if, about if this. We, if we saw us connected to other players, then maybe you would see that alarm. Yeah. The, I, think the, I think the problem here that isn't is that, we're, that we're not landing anyone. Like, that's not the problem. The problem is, is that we're not even pursuing anyone because those kids would put out there that they're connected to Michigan State. Right. right. Like this, I mean. Yeah, grateful to accounts, receive an offer from Michigan State. Like it, like all that. Yeah, yeah. If people won't even like, you know, Imani Bates is throwing a ton of smoke Michigan's way. Yeah. And it's almost nonsense. Almost certainly nonsense. And it's, it's to legitimize the rest of his recruitment, right? Of course. Yep. So you would expect that someone that even takes a phone call would just use a grad that. assistant right. at Michigan State. Would, right. But you're not seeing any of it, and so that I think that's the problem, right? Like I would be, I, I would be less concerned if we were just missing a bunch. Yep. Because maybe there were instances where you say, "Oh, we cooled on them," right? Like not not a culture fit. Yep. Fine. Yep. But, but there's no connection. <laughs> I, I truly ask, what are you doing, Tom? Yeah, what is the plan for these scholarships? Because right now, how many scholarships would be available next year? Is it three? Three? Marble no. was on. He's out. You're going to... Four. four. Yeah, I'm like, because we have the X one now with Christy Did, probably gone. Oh, with wait, Christy no, no, gone, no, I'm sorry. Four. I'm sorry, no, no, because no, Joey, Joey brought us from up from eight to oh. nine, and then, and then this guy, if we're giving him a, a scholarship, brings us to ten. 
So three, three remaining scholarships. That assumes Christie leaves. Yes. Hmm. Wild. Still, the still the fact that we're talking about three or four. Oh. But it's effectively one more because they intend to put a red shirt on him because they've acknowledged and that he's one is not Davis right. Smith. Yes, 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 yes. No, Davis Who'd... Smith shouldn't count in the calculus as a scholarship player. Why? Because he shouldn't be a scholarship player. Just oh. like Carson Cooper should not be a scholarship player. But that's the point, isn't it? So we're back think... to four. Yeah, and and again, I'd like to reiterate that one of those players that has a scholarship that you're really banking on played four minutes a game last year and racked up as many fouls per minute. Like, I just... I, let's... let's I, yeah. Let's end on a high note, and because I think there's an interesting conversation about let's assume that things are going the way that they're going. What do you do to win? And that's a different conversation to have, right? So we can pivot to that. And get on a high note in Twitter questions, but I, wa- I want to end with a ray of sunshine on all of this, which is that uh, graduation, first of all, any Spartans who are listening who graduated, yes. our sincerest congratulations. Um, well, I wanted to make sure we called that out. It was a great weekend on campus. A lot of hustle, a lot of bustle. Great seeing everyone, and massive congratulations to everyone that just graduated. That yeah, I think I, uh, at least sometimes listener Colin Jankowski uh, graduated. So Colin, big congrats. Um, but the ray of sunshine is as it relates to basketball. Malik Hall graduates in three years. Uh, pretty awesome accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now I just have to worry about him transferring as a grad transfer next year. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, all right. Are we going to talk about that hockey stuff? Yeah. So, uh, we weren't able to get Jared this week. He abandoned us. Uh, we oh. had everything all worked out, and then he In said fact, he texted. He texted us. He say... groveled. He asked for time on the air. He it was a little he, pathetic. If we're being he honest, offered certain things that we wouldn't dare to repeat here i mean it was it was disappointing but uh then at the last minute bailed on us saying i don't care about your listenership and we thought okay wow that's where everyone's at so we'll have jared next week but uh there is a new hire uh for hockey coach mr adam nightingale uh was named uh msu's next head hockey coach he's already on the road uh recruiting and uh you know the uh, the normie take is that he very closely resembles the uh profile of mr dan cole now my understanding is that there's arguments to be made to the contrary on that, that that is just surface level comparison. Uh, and Jer will be here to uh, make those arguments and defend Mr. Nightingale next week. Um, anything other than that that we should add before deferring next week? Let's do that hockey. We'll do uh, that hockey in seven days. Uh, no, other than... Um... Who was the, who was the, uh, is it Micah Parsons was the linebacker for Penn State? Was it Penn State? Who did the hockey puck drop the other day? Oh, it didn't didn't, understand how that worked. And just like 
threw it on the ice. <laughs> I loved his body language. If if everyone hasn't seen this, uh, he just walks out. Is it like a Penguins game? It was Pittsburgh, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. He just walks out on the ice. He gets to the end of the red carpet that they, they roll out for people that, that drop the puck. He walks up. He reaches the end. And as soon as he does, he just tossed the puck on the ice and yes. shrugged yes <laughs> like what like what was that what what is this <laughs> you can celebrate no. that. that that's celebratable i love that he it what it tells me is he hadn't even thought about it until he started walking Literally out on walking the carpet. you could see it in his <laughs> face he's like, he's like uh, what do i do at the end of this car never had seen it done <laughs> Had no reason to know. He didn't drop it. I want to be explicit. Drop is not the right <laughs> verb to use. And I know getting into semantics on this pod is inappropriate. He threw it. Throw is the only way to describe it. He threw the puck down. It might have chipped the ice. I loved it. And he immediately, knowing he had done it wrong, yes. looked at that hockey player and was like, what? What? <laughs> what? What? And the you guy know, was like, and the guy was like, no, 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 totally, yes, absolutely. This is the way, actually. <laughs> yep. Yep. He's like, I'll drop it myself. Don't worry. You just you can go back, and that's cool. Thanks for coming out. In a world of truly awful first pitches, it was so great to finally see. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what what requires next to no skill, truly. <laughs> it's like it's like butchering the coin flip. Like <laughs> I mean. Oh, anyway, uh, let's do that hockey. All right, uh, let's head off Grand River, gentlemen, and uh, let's, you know, we talked, uh, I think, an okay amount last week about name, image, and likeness uh, and some of the challenges surrounding the, uh, you know, the transfer portal inducement into the transfer portal inducement uh, on the recruiting end, that there are these collectives that that sign players up to promote the collective Mm. which is sole purpose is to provide nil nil payments to players so it's not like you're using your name engine likeness to promote a product or a service or anything like that um and it ends up that the coaches the ad's and the ncaa don't love this either Mm. um and the collectives, it, it, they're going to find a loophole for the collectives. Like, they'll become nonprofits and it'll, it'll be like... They already are. It, but but it, it, they'll be like, you know, choose from this list that you want to shout out on Twitter. And it'll be like, hey, uh, you know, support Campus Aviary Club this month, please. And then they'll just take the money from the collective. And that's that's how that'll sure. go. Well, either way, I think it's important. I think this is a bit of an evolution because it, at least as it relates to the collectives and particularly the inducement coming to players to transfer, players to cover the schools, um, the the coaches, the ADs, and the NCAA don't seem to have a particular problem with players getting paid. So like, I think that's a, a net positive, right? Right, right. Um, it is that this particular activity is in some ways antithetical to um it's not even the mission of the ncaa it's just like, such as that exists yeah right like it, that it, it 
it, it almost feels anti-competitive in some ways. Um, well, and so that's where my question to Matt Ishbia really is, is locust. What the fuck are you doing? Give all of your money now to any collective called the green and white collective, the walk sign chestnut collective. I have seen, I think there are a couple of MSU collectives available. I think, uh, uh, Underwood is involved in one of them. Actually. I haven't read up on this enough. Um, well, next time anyway. Yeah. So it sounds like the enforcement committee is going to be coming after the schools for this, not players. So I think that's a really important Distinction. distinction here that it is the school's responsibility to, to tamp down on this activity. Um, and, and in fact, players are almost certainly going to be getting the equivalent of an NCAA subpoena um, to, to testify about these things. But importantly, there are not repercussions. They are giving, you know, whatever benefits you got, no big deal. Like we just need you to name some names here and tell us what happened. And, but their, their scholarships and their ability to participate in NCAA supports is sports is contingent upon their cooperation. Mm. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see how all of this shakes out and the names being named and, and whether some of these guys lawyer up. Um, and it may not be a bad idea if they do. Well, they get the money for it, you know. Collective <laughs> 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 will pay for it. That's it. Hmm. That is it. That is it. I hate it because we're not doing it. And therefore, <laughs> it doesn't benefit we my are team losing. I do. I, I will uh, give the shout out to uh, what, Matt Sheehan and Will Hunter when NIL passed that they got Matt Coughlin to like be one of the first athletes to tweet out a sponsorship. Good for uh, them. Yeah, they truly like made history. Um, and yes, very good for them. Uh, other news. So uh, flopping plump. I'm going to turn this to you. Uh, it sounds like the rules committee. Yes, I'm, I've made the flopping gesture. Um, great gesture great gesture it's a Uh, more tubing he just finds reasons to do it now what my pants weren't on (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh the uh so in in the past it's been one warning and then a technical i believe right uh and now the suggestion is is that flopping will become a full-blown penalty with or foul i guess uh with one penalty shot or one free throw jeez one free throw being assessed uh after after the call uh as an official (laughs) (laughs) puck drop (laughs) (laughs) uh from from an enforcement standpoint do you think that this makes officials more inclined to make the call than this sort of silly team warning that happens um, the warnings definitely have not worked. Bob Huggins said as much. He's on the rules committee. <clears throat> they have not because, because I think it's nebulous. It's hard to define. It's uh, the only parallel I ever have. And that everyone's sick and tired of hearing about it is soccer, but you know, that's flops happen in soccer, right? We call it diving, uh, or simulation is the technical term. And that's stimulation, stimulation. Ask Madison Cawthorn. Can't feel it. He can't feel it. Uh, <laughs> is, um, is a yellow card. The sanction is a yellow card for that. Uh, Just going back, is that why he acts out? I think know? so. Is that 
Okay. I think that's what it is. So Box it all all of the He was just horsing around. Just boxing around. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, listen, too far afield. Uh, I don't know. You've got three different referees, all of them equally charged to enforce the rules. Any one of whom should be able to see on the play when something happens. If they can call a warning on a flop, they should be able to assess either a foul or a technical foul on that. I mean, the whole point that it's sanctioned as a yellow card in soccer is because it, quote, brings disrepute uh, to the game. That is what, uh, that's why referees are, um, enjoined to, to, to sanction that conduct. And that's a pretty high sanction in soccer. So. Well, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I, I feel like it, the refs got a little bit better at the, the flop warnings as time went on. Um, but there was always that hesitance to call the second one. Uh, gentlemen, should we do some, uh, some Twitter competition? Huh? Very question. Who's judging this week? Yours truly in the blue uh, uh, yep. Right? That's right, so... you fucking losers. You're going to get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mama Maple Leaf. I think this is going to be her week. <laughs> it's Mother's Day. She's got Mama in the name. In the name, on, man. that's pandering. Yeah, it's too it. much. I'm, Do better, <laughs> I'm nothing if not an opportunist. So, talk about simulation. You know what I mean? Game well, knows game. Well, speaking of simulation, then uh, first question comes from Nick Kamansky. Welcome back, Nick. Missed last week, but it's fine. Uh, would you make this trade? Can't re can't write gains a thousand listeners for a year for three years straight, but MSU loses to Michigan in football each of those three years. What do you think a thousand listeners is to us, Nick? Come on. Anything? That's a drop in the bucket, my dude. We would dude, need at least. We're, we're already getting mad. 1,100 listeners to take, to take one of these Faustian bargains that you offer. Faustian bargain. <laughs> also, uh, no, is the other no. is the other part of the answer. Uh, <laughs> Listen, we got to have a score to put on our football rings, Nick. Come on, yeah, Nick. <laughs> I, I, it can't I just be the can't read can't rate logo on one side of the ring. Uh, Nick, Nick, but is if very it was, a... it would be our old logo for the record. Yeah, uh, B list. Just yeah. don't let it go to your head. <laughs> Uh, I do. I do like that Nick took last week off because apparently Nick does believe you can take a week off, week off and still win a championship, which is there fair. it is. is there it is. Well, uh, he didn't blame it on COVID yet, but it's only a matter of time. Only a matter of time. Uh, next from Nick, why do you podcast, Greg? I'm going to send this one to you first. Well, it's a question we ask each other every week. Every week. <laughs> Every week, I think why are you here? Largely the side uh, chat between Greg and Plum. I'm asking why, uh, how Nick got access to our group chat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to launch an investigation into that, I think. Into that leak. <laughs> I don't know who the leaker was on that, but uh, people are losing faith in our podcast, right? <laughs> this institution, can it stand? Oh, my God. Uh, and finally, Nick Kamansky asks, uh, what is your single greatest academic achievement? Oh, God. <clears throat> Go ahead, uh, you two. I, uh, I, I, I don't feel like dignifying. It's so on brand. Oh, that's so true. Well, we all have one. Whatever it was, 
We have one. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. more of a academic mishap kind of kind of guy myself. Oh, I like that better. Well, then what's your well, well, greatest well, academic well, mishap? Well, we don't need to answer that, that conversation. <laughs> well, oh, I think nope. that's actually been live on the pod. <laughs> Everybody knows. Sorry, Nick. I guess you're not going to get it. We're too oh, false humble. Nick went one for three on answers. This is not <laughs> voting well for his rating. Sorry, Nick. Should have been here last week. You would have seen how it goes. <laughs> Uh, next up from, I think, first-time questioner GP Sparty uh, asking, will Jackson Kohler win Big Ten Freshman of the Year next year? Absolutely he will, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because he's going to get the minutes. He's going to get the minutes, <laughs> and if he's, if he's even 3.5% better than Max Christie, there's really nothing stopping him. So. <laughs> <laughs> What an apt comparison. <laughs> yeah, literally nothing. nothing. <laughs> Just nothing. Uh, all right. Uh, JP's party. Welcome. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think offensively, he seems to have the tools. Genuinely, sincerely seems to have the tools to be that kind of a difference maker. But, you know, I, <laughs> the adage about, like, if you can't play defense, you won't see the court under Izzo. Is that true here? It's not because true. there's no one else to play. It's not yeah, true in this it's case. Not, it's not true. If you have two legs or at least one leg, you will see the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up from Dan Hellpepper is demanding something happen uh, with, regard to. with regard to basketball, a symptom of expecting the world to happen at the speed of Twitter. Great question. That's not a bad question. Yeah, I like this one. Yeah. Uh, I think... I think that if you asked that question, Dan, two months ago, mm-hmm. it would be appropriate. We're well, my God, I I don't think anyone is expecting things. I think we've been very patient. In fact, I think all of us, the MSU community, I think this podcast especially has been nervous, but patient. Like, well, something's going to happen eventually. Something has to happen eventually. We can't surely take three or four fucking scholarships open again can we but it's now may 8th and there's no sign to to jones's earlier riff when we were regarding this that no one is talking about it that players potential recruits aren't mentioning it right that's that is the speed of twitter like that like you can't say that we want things to happen at the speed of twitter because it's on twitter and there's nothing on twitter (laughs) but at any speed it's just there's no speed around anything Uh, i think dan if any if it was just one of these things, uh, that would be yes. something else. But we've got several different factors all in play here, and we have a preponderance As of, uh, of issues going on. Um, and, but I, I do, I, I see what you're saying here, and it could be that we'll all feel very foolish about this in eight months when the season, you know, is in full swing. Um, but right now, I. I think we're going to feel very foolish when the season is in full swing. So uh, next up from Dan Hellpepper, did you have a favorite place on campus to just sit outdoors? Ooh. Did you guys have a spot? I mean, most For of me, my time was spent inside of Theo's uh, chain smoking. So, so true. That was mine. It was uh, for you. And it is it actually really... chain smoking. I don't think we've ever talked about your smoking on the podcast before. We've not, but it is something I'm glad I'm rid of. Uh, <clears throat> I loved the smell of it. 
Uh, I mean, I think the the right answer is the gardens, right? Are we talking about Beale Botanical? I, yeah, Beale Botanical. But I and I walked through it a couple of times, but it wasn't. I liked to go back where the band shell was when we were still there. That like half band shell by the Red Cedar. There was like an area over there you could just sit like in chairs right on the river, and it was really um, wooded. Where there's that wooded. that like the plaque, the commemorative yeah. plaque. Yeah. The bridge um, over by the library is also lovely. Yeah. I mean, it's not that a whole area, place, that but... side, library side, as you go down the river. I will also throw out the uh, the little um, fountain behind the student services building, where I think they built. Uh, there's now there's the benefactor. Oh, it's nice Plaza now. Right yeah, there. it's nice now. Um, I w- the, if I had to pick one spot, that might be it, or it might be the area right in front of Dem Hall. Yep. So, uh, you know, look over Sparty's shoulder um, and go all the way back. Those would be uh, those would be my spots. Um, so if you if I think we're maybe sort of being a little bit romanticizing of it uh, in the sense that. There was probably some oogling that happened uh, in springtime in the South Complex from time to time. Mm. But you would, you wouldn't be outdoors while that was happening. You'd be up in your up in your perch, looking down upon. If, I just think if we're being honest about who we are, that that uh, it, it collectively became a beach out there. It's it, like spring hit, and it was a beach. Out very there. much in very much in fact, yeah. Um. Last up from Dan Hellpepper. I'm old enough and youper enough to have had an unironic mullet. Your most regrettable hairstyles? I'm living it. Yeah, I might. I like your hair right now. Am Thank I? You. My mom's an... listening, so can you say that again, please? <laughs> Am I in an active mullet right now? Not You're... to distract from Jonesy, but getting close. I'm in the I'm in the neighborhood. Your top hair is not short enough to technically be a mullet. Yeah, there's not enough business in the front. <clears throat> no, it's no, just no. all party. <laughs> it's no, I wouldn't say I that. Yeah, <laughs> not... opium. Yeah, sort of... yeah, opium den. Definitely a. Uh... I mean, that's, you're making my point. It sounds like part of the old town pain pills. <laughs> Listen, I, um, I don't know. I, you know, my, I have very thick hair. I've always had what friends have described as the Lego man haircut. Yeah. You sort of pop fair. it on and pop it off. I've done more with it in the last probably 10 years, just trying to maintain some level of style with it. But in college, I, I like you with the fade better than uh, not. Than not. Exactly. This is it. Yeah. So it's, it gets better. I will say I probably peaked in the 90s as a child when I was getting the um, steps put in above the ear. Oh, and no. that was pretty cool. Pretty cool then. Pretty cool Say what now. you're going to say, Mike Jones. What's on your no. mind right now? No, 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 no. no. Next up, Mike <laughs> Jones asks. Oh, the real Mike Jones. First, Jade Nakins, then Carson Cooper. Is Ipsy Prep the greatest pipeline since the Flintstones in the late 90s? There's another body out there for the taking. No. No, there's not. Don't you do this, Mike Jones. <laughs> God. God, Mike Jones. Oh! Mike Jones deserves some credit. This is a good question. I like I mean, this one. It is. I, I didn't realize that Carson was on Ipsy Prep. I didn't either. I knew he was from Jackson. I thought he was from Jackson. I didn't. I Doesn't didn't have matter. that. So what's the Jackson to Ipsy Prep pipeline? Isn't that a thing? Wasn't wasn't Jay Nakins from Jackson first or one of them? No, I thought no. someone J- was. Jay Nakins was, I think, from Farmington. Yeah, he was. He was Detroit suburbs somewhere. I don't know what I'm thinking then. 
but um, God, I didn't. I didn't put that together. I didn't know that. Uh, and as we learned last week, we shouldn't doubt our listeners and their research. So I'm so going to take true. your word on this one. Um, do you guys think is no? I'm not going to do it. Wait, uh, why well not? Done. Why not do it? Well done, Mike Jones. Uh, next up, Prep has a website. Oh. In honor of Scotch last week, I'm willing to sponsor an episode of Booze. And we got to figure Jones out at the top score. Oh my so god! Much. Look who just won. Uh, we got to figure out how to get it to fake Mike Jones. But what's the group's choice of spirit? Vodka, rum, gin, bourbon, rye, whiskey. Bottle for each of you for consumption during an. Do we have to do the whole thing, Mike Jones? Because <laughs> that'll be. Don't answer that. The cheesiest episode of them all. <clears throat> I mean, we've got nothing else to do this summer but drink. It's like drunk history. Why don't we do drunk pod? It needs to be a Monday. I don't have to go into work. Well, you've always been uh, host Mike Jones, the lesser like Mike Jones, but now you're truly the the lesser Mike Jones. When are you coming into town next? What, speculate for me. Because Mike, because listener trip? Mike Jones tells me that you have to have a special license to mail booze. Yeah, but do you like? I mean, couldn't you just find a priority mailbox and stuff it in there? It's like a dark web. Like probably you could. Probably, you could. especially if you mailed it out of Detroit. Drug dealer situation. No like, what are they gonna do? Well, they confiscate it. I get the impression though that Mike Jones is a professional distributor, and that might put his professional bona fides at risk mm. to just drop bottles. However, in the like however, that. that's not to say he couldn't send two to yours truly. And I couldn't roll the dice. <laughs> take mm. your, take your word for it. Like are you though? Are, are you rolling into the great lake state, the great lake state at any time in the next several months? Aren't you going to come uh, see my new house? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think we talked about a game in the fall Okay, um, that's like, far that's, too long, far too far away. To yeah. answer, far too far away. I, I'm moving on from him. Then, uh, better Mike Jones. Uh, to but rye whiskey question, is the answer for me. Yeah, that I would, think that's I think it. Rye whiskey. The answer for all of us would be would be that. Uh, that's very kind of you, and very we're happy kind. to help facilitate this. <laughs> uh, next up from Mike Jones, uh, Izzo gave a scholarship to Carson Cooper, who didn't have a profile on 24/7 or <gasps> rivals prior to his commitment. Basically making me feel like he's getting catfished. Is <laughs> Tom just effing with us at this point? Why can't we have nice things from the portal? <laughs> Listen, Greg, I do love that you don't swear, despite the, that the fact that there are plenty it's of mother's bombs on here. If you're only for your the the off chance that your mother listens, it's Mother's Day. It's Mother's Day. You are a lanky son of a bitch. That's the one thing I can say about you. You dumb fuck. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Mrs. Greg. Oh, fuck. Okay. You know what? No, but this question from Mike Jones is a great, great question because it's one that has serves no purpose other than to get my blood pressure up so I won't be able to sleep tonight. And because there's no answer to it. This is what we've no. been complaining about the entire, I mean, the entire episode, the entire several past weeks. Um, but I think the, the last part, the all caps, why can't we have nice things from the portal? I think it's because Tom Izzo does not know how to use the portal. I don't think he has a He's theory. The no, no, no. He doesn't have a theory, a philosophy of the portal. I think the guy is set in his ways and he's unwilling to compromise. And specifically, I think he's just uncomfortable with it and doesn't want to learn. 
he's using the portal in the same way that he used the portal back before it was the portal. He's not adjusting right. he, to the new portal. He uh, wants multi-years of eligibility, guys. Yeah. yeah. He wants to use the portal in a way to just sort of augment the existing team. Yep. But he's he not recruited. in a position to do that right now. Well, and he's not used to his guys leaving in this kind of way. And we've talked about over time, yes, every few years we get a guy that leaves after one or two years. But and, for the most part, that's not historically the Michigan South. But at the, same, at the same time, he's not won a national championship in 22 years. So I don't know that your model ever worked, Tom. But before the great Clarkson exit, there was not a lot of transferring out of the program. This is all brand new to him. And the great Yeah. Anyway, a different name for it. I mean, I would just go back. I love the catfish line here. Uh, Mike Jones, you're really just lapping everyone else right now, but uh, it's not my week. Um, but yeah, going back to <laughs> going back to what I said earlier, definitely fits the profile of someone that's a preferred walk on next up from Thomas Zambiasi. Uh, what happens first? Another basketball title or South Lansing get sidewalks that connect to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew more about South Lansing because this is a great question. I think that this is in reference to if you ever get off on the South Lansing, is it MLK exit? The one with Meyer, dude, it's just a mess down there. <laughs> it's just like roads going every which way. You just drive up on lawns at some point. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore. It's like, you know, in Michigan when there's that first snow and people are like driving up on sidewalks and no one knows yeah. what's going on. It's like that every day of the year at the in South Lansing, in the South Lansing Meyer exit off of, uh, off of 69 or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I, I would, um, it's been a discouraging time, Thomas. <laughs> Next up. Uh, unpopular MSU or EL food opinions. Uh, Jones, the floor is yours because you just you are the big wet blanket coastal elite <laughs> piece of shit for all of the MSU food and drinks. Here. I'm so trying to remember. Uh, last week, I maybe this is the scotch that I don't remember answering Eman Sinner's question about uh, favorite bars and restaurants that were closed. Well, last week, no one can we remember because you said. It that the uh, dairy store was coasting on its reputation. We talked uh, about, uh, we all settled on um, uh, Woody's, Woody's on Grand River. Woody's oh, okay. downtown now. Uh, but we certainly talk about uh, Gumby's, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yikes, you really were drunk. That is a lovely, yeah. lovely yeah. thing. All right, sorry, and, Thomas. Uh, anyway, uh, unpopular MSU or EL food opinions. Gumby um, sticks were, sh or uh, pokey sticks were shit. They weren't good. <laughs> There's one. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the bucket of the pizza bites at, at Crunchy's, <gasps> they're Stop. ass. Don't you dare. Oh, <gasps> God. Unforgivable. <laughs> and you and I you went there, you, you know, Greg, you and I went there very drunk and got them and they were, to call them mid would be to call, be generous. <laughs> How dare you? You have to coat those things in fucking ranch. To make How dare old. you? They're hollow dough. I'm dough just saying. Balls. I'm just saying. Pokey sticks were not. You know they weren't good. They didn't have any flavor no. to them. They, they were just bread. You, you had to dunk them in ranch. Well, and as a you vessel were, for ranch, but Mike Jones, you're such a 
truly loathsome creature. <laughs> he was waiting for loathsome. I was waiting for it. Uh, do um. Also, uh, here's another one. Peanut barrel, get over yourself. Uh, Wait. Your, your, your Long Islands are not so good that you need to limit yourself to two. Oh! <laughs> There's no reason for the two. But limit. listen, no Long Island is good. I mean, they're not. They, they taste like they taste. They're can whatever. It's everything. Everything everywhere. It's a, that's all it is. It's the gar. It's the garbage disposal of drinks. Do you remember last question when I asked you when you were coming back next? No one cares. You're unwanted here. All right, I'll keep going. <laughs> what? I want one from Greg. I think Greg can't answer rescinded. this. Rescinded. Greg can't um, answer this. Buffalo Wild Wings is the best restaurant in East Lansing. Yeah, <laughs> I, can't, I keep going back. It's the, it's the one spot there I can't is. say no to. Um, all right. Yeah. If Did I you see Canine choose... was sponsored by B Dubs during his draft day, by the way? I did not see that. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Um, if I had to choose an unpopular MSU or EL food opinion, I think double decker McDonald's isn't special above any other McDonald's. I mean, it's special in that anything goes on the second floor. That's. <laughs> I think mean, it might be it. special in that way. Um, uh, can I do something with like uh... presidential chicken? Is also, oh yeah, I could do a lot with the dorms. Um, yeah. Presidential yeah. chicken is a pass. Uh, almost all the chicken is a pass. Almost all the chicken is a pass. Yeah, the chicken sandwich is not a pass, but the rest of the chicken is a pass. There's a lot to be done with the do- with the dorm food, um, but I don't know. I, I like I, yeah. In terms of drinks, I, I don't think I'm. I, this is not unpopular, but Harper's beers are terrible. Oh my God! Ugh, that's yeah. a popular opinion. Yeah, You're that's just a very that's popular that's popular. Yeah, I'm, I've got nothing for you All right. in unpopular opinions. I will say that actually may be unpopular now, though, having recently been there with you both and having seen the lines outside of Harper's. It was that has unbelievable. Beers, <laughs> that is entirely unrelated to the product. That is cocaine related. That, ah! that has a lot to do with the product in the building, but has nothing to do with the product behind Very the good. Very uh, good. Next up from Thomas here. Uh, what sort of impact do you think regulation slash promotion would have on college sports if it were implemented? Relegation. Relegation. Relegation promotion. Oh, yeah. Relegation. Uh, we've talked about this. We've had this conversation, we actually. We have had this conversation. Uh, we talked about this in when, when the – what's the acronym that's being thrown around for the Big Ten ACC? Pack. Backpack. backpack i think that would be really interesting backpack. if there was some kind of league swapping yeah to the Pac-12. you had to play pac 12 oh my god the pac 12 is like the relegation league yeah. <laughs> i mean it, isn't it already yes. uh but yeah i i uh, something could be done there and it would it would spice things up a bit um, i love it i love it next up from the elon bloom Welcome back, Mr. Bloom. Uh, could Izzo be looking at the Warriors' makeup and plan on playing small? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it seems to be the only option right now. I mean, we saw some of... Uh, Here's the problem. Of having the hayseed at the five, and I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of it. Here's the problem. The big hayseed. The Warriors have Draymond Green. Yeah, I was just going to say, where's our Draymond? Is it the kid with the red shirt? No. <laughs> Not anywhere is near it Jackson Kohler? No. no. Is it Mati Sistoko? No. Eh. 
it is so i i mean do if you're asking me do i think that we're loaded in the backcourt yes i do i think well this is this is no i i think this team is a passable center away from being potentially really 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 good Mm. passable i don't think we need max christie to be special well, he wasn't. We, we weren't last season. What would make it new this Sorry season? For that. Sorry for that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a small lineup. Like Madi Sissoko has shown no ability to be out on the on the floor for any longer than six minutes. Well, to be fair, he was never given an out. opportunity to. No, it's because he'll foul out. Yeah, that's what I was. That that was the reference that I was making. All right. Uh, now, if some would say that's just his role, I would say he was born to play it. So. <laughs> uh, next up from Elon Bloom, will MSU be higher than third in the East this year? Great question. I don't uh, know the other team's post shakeup well enough. I, that's hard for me to say. Um, is I know Brad the, Davison back? Yes. No, 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 no. no. Oh, he's that. Oh, Oh, East. Yeah. This is going to be football. Sorry. Yep. Uh, I mean, Maryland has a heavy incentive to win right now, <laughs> as we discussed last week. <laughs> Got to get those seven just games. Win a bit, really, is just win a little bit. The, I guess the real question, unless there's another team out there that I'm, I mean, unless we're not giving enough respect to Penn State, is like, what happens with Michigan and Ohio State? Mm. And we already beat Michigan last year. And the year before that, I don't know if you knew that. And the year before that, ah. I suspect we'll do it again. Um, but given, and I don't know if you guys, uh, your brains will let you access these memories, but given what happened against Ohio State last year, it's difficult for me to say that we're going to be competitive in that game. So I thought we didn't have Ohio State last year. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember Kenneth Walker playing against them. So therefore, I don't it remember playing happen. them. Yep. Correct. Someone at work told me this week that they were at that game. And I was like, oh, fun. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> what game? <laughs> uh, yes, though. Yes, Elon Bloom. Duh. I'm, I'm not counting Tuck out. I'll say that. Yeah, never And the defense out. looks to be much better than last year. Many, many betters. And finally, from Elon Bloom, does unfettered NIL spell the end of college sports as we know it? God, I hope so. I would expand this out past football and basketball to college sports entirely. Yeah. Like, will NIL affect non-revenue sports? And I think certainly it will. Um, and And then it will... I guess, Jonesy, you keep beating the drum for it. We'll introduce new revenue sports because of the enhanced marketability of some of the athletes. So um, I, uh, I mean, it is uh, the, the end game in some situations that I've read online is like football peels off and becomes its own, like, you know, semi-pro league. I mean, I can see a situation like that other than the fact that, would we still host a podcast about MSU football if it was no longer affiliated with the university? See, that's the thing is that if it's not affiliated with the university, then 
then, then we don't care about it. They're sorely mistaken as to what they think their product is. Right. Like they're, because. And the presidents, for as much as I like to blame the NCAA's issues on the presidents of the various universities, they understand that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no one cares if Spartan Stadium doesn't exist. Like, it, no one cares about MSU football if it's not a rallying point for the community, if it's right. not tied to your university. If And I, I don't want, I mean, I don't know. I guess if MSU was crafted a, a semi-pro team, the university was paying those people to be there. But like, I don't know. I don't think so. I'm moving on. I don't think so. I don't know uh, that it ends. I don't know that's the end of college sports as we know it, but we're certainly on the fault line right now, and we're seeing how the, the, the world is shaking out. Uh, next up, always think. Well, hold on, sorry, just one more thing to that. Yeah. It'll never be fully unfettered. I mean, that's the difference. It'll never be fully unfettered, as we're seeing right now with whatever NCAA investigations, with or without Mark Emmert at the uh, useless helm, yeah, of this fucking organization. They'll find some other dumbass who's inept at any real job, and they'll take on this role and do the same obscene backwardness. So you'll never never be unfettered. I, I don't think. All right. Always thinking 1835 asks the Spartan Stadium Falcons just had babies hatch. What should they be named? Uh, if how many are there? There, there are two. Ah, uh, well, Alex and Kevin. Yeah, yeah. That is the clear. That's those are the clear it. winners. Yes, yes. If anyone is unaware, there is a you know one of the programs on campus put a. Uh, put a thing on top of Spartan Stadium and there's two Peregrine Falcons that are raising chicks that were just born. Uh, you can watch the live stream on YouTube. Dozens so is this of a, people are. So, d- <laughs> tens. Tens, tens of people. It is, it is tens, by the way. I don't know if anyone's actually uh, tuned in, but it's like 22 people are watching this. <laughs> do uh, do Peregrine Falcons, uh, mother and father, uh, together? Do they pair? Do they co-parent? Their, they do. Uh, they seem to. Yeah, the, the they're pretty frequently in there together, you right. know, carrying the burden. What is the um, name of a litter of uh, a falcon babies? Is oh, this I a, don't know. It's a great question. Falcon chick. It's a. Uh, it's a. I would say, duopoly. A duopoly of falcons. Of falcons. Great. When there are two. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, stream is available on YouTube. I actually think that on like Twitter, they named them, but the names were lame. Um, boo. Next up from 1835. My neighbor has an outdoor cat. Who's been spending a lot of, where is this going? A lot of time in my yard recently. How do I get the cat to stay away without a hurting the cat? B angering my neighbor whom I like or C becoming Bill Murray's character from Caddyshack. Um, uh, this is, these are good. This is good. This is a, I mean, a bad Twitter question, but a good fun hypothetical. Um, I also like that he went from hurting the cat to Bill Murray. That's good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you would anger. I mean, it feels like the only thing that would anger your neighbor would be if you hurt the cat. So avoiding a seems to probably also avoid B. Uh, I would ignore it. Why don't, why don't you want it in the, who cares? Who cares? What's it doing? Yeah, what is it? It's just in the yard. Maybe is it it's doing one of those. Yard? Maybe the, that's the solution. You piss on the cat. Piss on the cat. And you're just like, hey, two of us can play at that game. How about this? Get out There's your no hose. Thrill. 
It's not freezing weather anymore. I say that it'll freeze tonight, I'm sure. Get out your hose, spray it. Give it a couple squirts. It'll mm-hmm. I swear it'll that'll be it for that. Not gonna hurt it, and then it'll get the fuck away. Just don't uh, let your neighbors see you. Get some of that deer and rabbit spray too. That might help. Some well, I thing. wouldn't do anything that makes it stink. If it's wet, that's one thing. But No, don't spray it. Just spray your yard. Maybe the smell will move it away. Oh, does can humans smell that smell? Oh yeah, it is not pleasant. Well then why would he want to do that? Wow. He, he gave us a bunch question. of bad options. What an asinine response. <laughs> and that's why could... the Falcons are gonna be named Alex and Kevin. That's right. That's right, Michael. That is why they'll be named that. <laughs> Definitely not Blake. That's foreshadowing right oh, there. I like that. Uh, <laughs> if you could live on top of Spartan Stadium, would you, question mark? If not, in what other non-traditional place on campus would you want to make your residence? Uh, it's clear that the 1835 is really coming out here, I think, that yeah. he doesn't know the other options. Yes. Because obviously, if Obvious. you've been ingrained in Spartan lore the way that the three of us have, the steam tunnels are the only choice. It has to be. I want to serve a rat lord and learn karate from him in my steam tunnels. I'm sorry. I thought Beaumont Tower would have been the... Well, yeah, Beaumont Tower. Obviously, I had played the Caroline with C. Richard Stanley, the university's Caroline year. <laughs> no. Is he related to President Stanley? You, no one's ever seen the two of them in the same place. That's same it. Is, is he also... Her? What a dumb, you know, like double persona to have. Like he's the president, but he also plays the bell tower. (laughs) (laughs) I do love it. Never find out. (laughs) He's he he thinks so deeply about this that he's created a comic book about it. He put it in the archives just to be special because he he needs that secret identity. There was actually Spartan trivia uh, for you. Always thinking 1835. There was a movie made an early Tom Hanks movie that was basically about a student from a nondescript university playing D and D down in the, in the steam tunnels. And it was all based on MSU. Um, So that's the answer to your question. Uh, The next up, from the key ski, uh, WTF is a Blake Greck. There it is. Finally came around. WTF is a Blake Greck anyway, and why should I care? Just keep going. No one should. A Blake no Greck. Blake Greck. Who would name somebody Blake Greck? Hi, what's your? Oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Blake Greck. Did you just throw up on the ground? Who? What? No one would name anybody that. Blake, great name by itself. Greck. No. Generally, wouldn't want that to happen to anyone. Yeah, wouldn't but want together. Oh, next, Blake is probably a mid thirties bro with gelled hair that sells shitty timeshares to unsuspecting old people. Am I right? <laughs> Wrong by about twenty seven years. Blake may one day Maybe? become that. <laughs> so, so uh, the Keatsky was understandably upset that he did not come in higher in the Twitter question power rankings last week, and I told him to go after Greg. For some reason, he seemed to believe that my son's name was indeed Kevin's name. <laughs> well, in fairness, Once... Blake is a way better name than Kevin, so he was being charitable <laughs> that way. Once disabused of that notion, he said, in that case, I'm envious of Blake. He gets to enjoy uh, enjoy the road Tuck is paving instead of slogging through the dumpster fire of John L. Cooked Up. True. Agreed, <laughs> on behalf of the podcast. 
Uh, but says Greg still not trustworthy. Wouldn't know a good question if it slapped him, which he finishes with, what are you drinking? Which is indeed <laughs> what set us all off last last time. week. <laughs> Oberon for me. In fact, I need to get another one. Yeah, I'm also headed. I'm also out. Uh, two hard ale over here. Ah. I'm doing canteen vodka sodas. Oh, I'm at the beach. I'm at the beach. All right. Next up from Jer Bear. Attending graduation just for parents or for you two? I I wanted to attend my graduation. What about you guys? Uh, I have very complicated feelings about my graduation since I hadn't actually graduated. All right. Well, let's but... let's put it in a hypothetical then. Let's let's remove but it from your situation. I would. Did you, you did you do the big one or did you do your college? I did both. Actually, I did. I didn't do the big one. Okay. Um, but like I did the Madison one and it was, that was fun. Was I would nice. skip the Madison one because I wouldn't want to be around that many Madison students. I don't think that's also yeah. very fair. Uh, I wouldn't be, want to be around me as long as you have tonight. Yeah. And yeah, plum I've to been, just top it off. I've been thinking about that. Uh, next up from Jer Bear, Mel Tucker's pod. <laughs> Mel Tucker says, show me the perfect correct college time East Lansing night or I'm leaving. What night are you putting together? <laughs> uh, I think we're going to lose Tuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, so is it, Jer, I would ask, is it college Greg or is it current Greg? And if it's college Greg, it would be like, Hey, uh, I heard I, I'm two degrees separated from this house party. Here's five bucks. Let's go. <laughs> we have to go late enough that uh, no one's asking who you know. Uh, people are just asking for a cup, for five bucks for the cup, and we're in. Um, nowadays, well, it hasn't got much more expensive. <laughs> Tuck can afford it, though, is the good news. Uh, nowadays, we're doing a bit of a crawl. We're doing We're starting early. Uh, we're beginning up at the graduate bar. We're going to get a little visa. And, and we're going to end at the graduate bar, too. Yes, because it's on its way back. Because, you know, Tuck's crashing my place. Um, we're and, we're, and we're definitely getting a, a bucket of beer. And pizza nugs. <laughs> and, <laughs> I thought you wanted to be friends with him. I'm going to hold Jonesy's gullet open and just shove him down there. No ranch. No, no ranch. ranch for you. Just hot, <laughs> hot nugs. Rodogged with the nug. <laughs> and you're going to learn to love it. Uh, anything you guys would add to that? <laughs> you got to start at the barrel. Yeah. No, you don't have to start at the barrel. You got to make your way to the barrel and then you got to make your way back. Yeah. All right. Uh, follow, uh, following that up, Jer Bear asks, uh, follow up to two. Did you did what you described at current age? How long is hangover? Um, we did this. And we did we were, do it. We were game time the next day. Well, yep. we were game time, but I was feeling it on Tuesday still, I think. I hair of the mm. dogged it. And that's why everyone at the, uh, <laughs> that was at the can't read can't write tailgate uh experienced me the way that i was they were laying down on the grass <laughs> I, just, I just remember belis being like hey man you should stand up <laughs> you're looking very impolite right now yes. 
I will say there were multiple times when we were in the stadium where I was like, I need to not talk. I need to just focus on my breathing right now so I don't lose consciousness. Uh, we were good though. We we pulled it through. We pulled um, it way, by the way, Jer Bear, if this pod hasn't thanked you enough, we would not have gotten into the stadium as a reminder to all of our listeners, weren't it for you and your dear darling grandfather. So thank you again from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you for salvaging the mess that is Blake Greg. <laughs> Once again, that's Blake. K E V I N Blake Greg. <laughs> next up for fan center. Surprisingly disappointed in myself for not cracking the top five next week. It happens, E-Man Center. It's okay. It it happens to everyone. Uh, however, I'm now filled with renewed determination and vigor. Gentlemen. Oh. Is there a moment in your college careers where you failed and it truly lit a fire and you to become better? <laughs> this is this is directly at Jones. I have I. a well, no, it's actually. I mean, I'm you know, I'll so I'm going to start it then while you two because if you guys really think it was about you, I uh, was nominated by like some committee of Michigan State people in the honors college or wherever. This is no Jesus Christ. No, just hold on a second because it really was a fail. To I be was one in the of, honors college, did I mention? To be, no, to be one of the people who like they were going to consider to put forward for a Truman or a Rhodes or one of the big national scholarships. So they're like, you have to come up with like a pitch and the project and your research question. And I did all of this. And then when I pitched it to them, it was crickets. And Lisa Cook, the economist at Michigan State, who's going to you know go going to be on the Fed, looked at me like I was the dumbest person she'd ever met. And she literally said to me, is that it? And I was like, Yep, that's it. And then I walked the fuck out of there like I'm an idiot. And that was, was unimpressive. Pitch? It was about public broadcasting, making like further, like n- not not unnationalizing it, but like devolving PBS to the states, but like with some federal funding to like strengthen its like overall sustainability model as a way to like reinforce civil society. Not compelling then, not compelling now. And that is that it? Yep. Yep. That was it. That was it. Which, you know, uh, I will say, though, what it taught me was I didn't give a fuck about that. I just thought it was a compelling idea, like, because we'd been learning about that in one of the classes. And I was like, this would actually fix PBS and public broadcasting. I didn't give a fuck. And that just completely came through. And so what it reminded me was don't do shit that you don't care about, even if you think it's a good idea. Focus on what gives you passion. Thank you for sharing all this time. I'm going to bail Jonesy and I out and say uh, we were we were bookends. <laughs> I had a rough beginning of college. Jonesy had a rough End of college, end of college. but <laughs> we're we're all here now, and that's what's important. Living in a sales world. <laughs> None of us are actually in sales. Uh, is it, the fortunate yeah. thing. Yes, you just yeah. recruit the sales, and I just help the sales. Um, next up for me, Man Center. Can we start a segment during the season where Plum picks his favorite bad call of the week? Where he picks a ref that made a bad call and criticizes him or her, I'm adding that Ah. myself, and tears them apart. I'm hoping a more constructive outlet for his anger will help him stay looking young and pretty. I don't want to speak for you here, but I think Eman Center has indeed learned from last week and fine-tuned. This is... This is but, a promising question so far. They are, but Eman Center couldn't have known that I was going to be the scorer. So really, this is the stars aligning for Eman Center this week. Well, all the questions before were about Blake Greck, so you that's, would do for one. That's Blake K 
K-E-V-I-N. Groot. Lake Grek. Uh, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, I think that's a great idea. And, you know, uh, a lot of people are coming for Angel Hernandez right now. Or no, not even him. Uh, Baloney. John Baloney or Baloney. Baloney. Jim Baloney. 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 I don't know what it is. He's an MLB umpire. Uh, he was at first base for the Phillies and the Astros. And he ejected the Astros pitcher. I think this is right. One of those teams, anyway. Ejected one of their pitchers uh, after staring him down because the pitcher was giving the uh, head umpire the business for uh, a miss. Some, You know, as pitchers will. And Jones, you would know this, knowing baseball talk and, and umpires not having a lot of... Um, they're idiots. Well, they don't take a lot of guff for balls and strikes. And he was kind of arguing balls and strikes. And the first, first base umpire decided... That so I guess what they're doing now when the pitchers leave after their third strike, the first base umpire checks their hands or third yeah, base depending. There's a lot of it. Checks yeah. their hands for tar or the sticky stuff, and um, did that. But as he was fondling the pitcher's hand, and it was fondling because it went on for so long, he's just staring him in the eyes, just like staring at him in the eyes. Like no words. Creepy TSA agent. Creepy TSA agent, but like not looking at the hand. So fondling the hand for the sticky stuff but maintaining eye contact. And the pitcher was like, what the fuck are you doing? You have something to say, say it. And he's like, fuck you. And then umpire tosses him. And then of course, at the end of the game, the umpire is like, I didn't say anything like, and this is where it's like, you, you goaded him. Like that's, that's conduct. That's unbecoming you. That's beneath your station. And that's, I'm beginning to lose faith in that institution. I gotta say, well, MLB I, umpires up and down angel Hernandez being a, just a shining star among them all. Yeah, I think it was the Phillies game that Angel uh, ejected somebody who... Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Well, no, no, this wasn't a, a pitcher. The the batter got called for a third strike yes. that, like, should have been a walk. Yep. And just immediately turned mm-hmm. and, like, went full, like... Threw his and, cap, yep. Yeah, and it was like, you missed here. Yep. You missed, missed here, here. You missed for them. You yep. missed for us. us. Like, it, it, like yep. you are bad at your job yep and And, and the problem is that this is and listen i'm a proud progressive who often most often 90 percent of the time votes democrat but this is where unions are just not like the mlb union my god oh the umpires union yeah not helping anybody not helpful to the sport not helpful to the umpires many many other people would be better in that role than angel hernandez but they're never gonna get an opportunity because he keeps fucking it up so there you go. Tom, Tim, Jim, Joe, Baloney. Something like that. Look him up. Douchebag. Uh, next up from E-Man Sinner. Uh, let's have each of you... Dra- this is not going to happen, E-Man Sinner. Mm, you, you, Icarus, God, my he friend. He was doing so well. Icarus, my friend. Let's have each of you draft your own basketball teams together from previous Spartan legends. Rules. One, they have to be from a Final Four. Two, you cannot have two players on your team that went to the same Final Four. And three, it's a snake draft. Here's why, Eman Center, we're not going to do this. We are already at, at probably an hour, 20 minutes, and we have two more pages of Twitter questions. So we have a term for this. It's called segment fishing, and we'll come back to this maybe someday, but not this day. So uh, you get points for segment fishing, Plum. We if, that, if that's what he called it, but he actually wanted us to do it on the plum. He's a newer listener. All right. All right, Eman Center. I'm going to give you the points. All right. Carl, you do too much, bro. Asks over who, under sixteen points. By the way, rookie came in third. <laughs> rookie, a lot of potential here. 
Uh, over under 16.5 wins if we end up running four guards in Hauser at center next season. <laughs> under. <laughs> under. <laughs> Even abbreviated season for you know to keep things uh, you know rolling here uh, on the on the on the time. Um, under. What were this, we at? What were we at last, this last season? 18. I mean, 19. 19 with the with the tournament. Oh no no no! I'm sorry. In the regular season, it was 19 and 13. I think. Okay. Okay. Ugh. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. It, yeah. Not just because of this lineup, but because, as we've pointed out so many times already on this podcast, what the bench looks like when this lineup is on the floor. I know. Tom seems to want to use Hauser at the four. So I don't even think that's going to happen. Yeah. Hauser's going to be at the four. Well, I mean, Hauser's definitely not playing center. It's But then who does? Uh, can he get a Marty. big stack of tires? Can he get can he get Stevie Izzo to carry around four tires on his person? It, you know, it's uh, it'll be sort of a Stevie and Davis Smith in a trench coat situation <laughs> <laughs> with a feral raccoon. With their powers combined, the they are a they are passable. <laughs> they, they are a passable replacement player. player. <laughs> well, let me ask you this: uh, <laughs> Would you rather have Madi Sissoko? Who gets more fouls? Mati Sissoko or Davis Smith and Stevie in a trench coat on each other's <laughs> shoulders. Who, who picks up more fouls? Just depends if Ted Valentine's roughing the game or not. Uh, uh, we all know that it's Mati and we all <clears throat> know why. <laughs> uh, next up from Carl, you do too much, bro. Can we maybe agree to put a U of M victory score on every piece of season memorabilia going forward? The amount of triggering and pearl clutching has been splendid. It has. It has. Uh, so, oh, do you want to explain pick, this for people yeah. not on Twitter? Yeah. So this seemed to actually pick up. I think my mom sent me something from Bleacher Report, uh, which means it came up in her Apple News feed. Um, so MSU uh, unveiled their their Peach Bowl rings, uh, and obviously to commemorate the Peach Bowl victory. But for many teams. These are also sort of season rings. Um, and on one side of the ring, they put the uh, MSU U of M score. Uh, for those who are not keeping track at home, uh, this is not the first time MSU has done this. They've done it multiple times during the D'Antonio era. Uh, it is, in fact, something that is regularly done by Ohio State. Um, what is unique uh, about this is that there's a lot of outroar from the University of Michigan fan cohort. Uh, because Mel Tucker put out a fancy video for it. Notably, what's important is that you need to beat your rival and win the bowl game in order to do this, something that Michigan has not experienced in truly decades now. So, um, I don't know. Lost in all of this is that Indiana had Sweet 16 rings two times. But, well, hey, as we all Kevin, know, consecutive Sweet 16s is the true measure of a basketball program. So maybe they were on to something. Next up from John Hubbard, in the spirit of Greech's choice of drinking wine and scotch simultaneously, <laughs> which was true but unintended when I poured the wine. Wait, don't let me read this. In the spirit of Greech's choice of drinking wine and scotch simultaneously, that is in no way no a way. red flag. <laughs> <laughs> What is the worst alcohol combination? Oh, I have to do this. I have to answer this. This is great. This is not going to be exactly what he's asking, but I'm still going to tell the story because I wish my friend Tyler Prentice was listening to the pod, and I'm sure he's not. 
Tyler and I were in Nepal on work. This is several years ago, and the organization. Did you get any coffee while you were there? I can't get into it. Uh, it I can tell you it wasn't roasted by some Irishman. <laughs> so we, um, which because that would have made it palatable and good, good. So we're at this uh, dinner dinner party. The Nepalese biz, like the business group, business community out there, they know how to throw a party. And so we walk into this, like where the, where we're having this gathering and they have Shavas Regal all over the place. There's Shavas. They've got a uh, very good gin, like whatever they've got, oh, they have a whole bar and all this kind of stuff, but they're just pouring whiskey. And these guys will start drinking at four 30 in the afternoon and they'll go all night. Cause after you have the like happy hour time, then they want to take you to the restaurant and then they're going to continue to drink scotch at the restaurant. And so you're just like, I know because we just landed the day before. So I'm like, I'm not going to be awake in 35 minutes. And especially if you start making me start taking shots of this. So I was like looking for anything, anything to cut the scotch with so that I could at least go longer. And the one thing that they had was Mountain Dew. So for an evening, I drank Mountain Dew and Shavas Regal. <laughs> and that was... They were, everyone there was like, you know, the Americans, you know what they drink with their scotch? Yes, Mountain Dew! And it was like Mountain Dew. Why did they have Mountain Dew in Nepal? I don't know, but they did. And Tyler has never let me down. And so when I'm out with Tyler, if we find each other apart, he will bring Mountain Dew just to hurt me. So I do love the idea that maybe you were, uh, they said we have Mountain Dew and you said, do you have code red? Yes. Yes. Just has a little panache to it. A little, well, it, um, it was Shavas, so you would want to do a Baja blast with that. But if it was a Baja. more, if it was more of an Isla Scotch, maybe that would be a, a code, a code red type of situation. You got to do the pairings. You really, right? you have to, you got to think all about in the it. profile, all in the profile. <laughs> well, thank you, John, for your concern. Uh, next question: If both of your co-hosts came to you and said they needed to donate one of your kidneys to them, who would you choose? Address your answer to the person you didn't choose. Neither of you getting my kidneys. I, I, <laughs> I reject this question entirely. I, Plum, Greg, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just find you to be an ungiving man. And so therefore your life's not worth saving. Therefore. Plum, you have my kidney. Thank you. Thank you. I think I would give you both my two kidneys <laughs> and then i would go on dialysis for the rest of my life with like a short as it is short as it is yeah yeah well i would just ask jason for one of his kidneys you see that's the <laughs> it's, we've got a rotating rotating kidneys kidney it's like we one kidney under the cup and then we just move kidneys Monty of kidneys all right <laughs> Next up for John Hubbard, it's 2025. The football team is in the national championship. <laughs> Johnny Spirit tells you he has a ticket at the 50-yard line with your name on it and that he's driving. Okay. He pulls up to your place and says he found a campground for you two to stay at. Do you go or do you pass? John, you have cooked up quite the hypothetical. This is amazing. How much Johnny Spirit are you willing to put up with is the question here. And the answer is... Not that much. Not I, that much. I would go. I'm not giving you guys oh. my kidney, but I'm going with Johnny. You mean to tell me you had to get drunk to meet listeners and then laid on the grass 
are willing to get in a car with Johnny Spears. And then sleep in a tent with him. (laughs) Well, I don't expect him to be there because he's going to be off riding around on his bicycle. So (laughs) it'll just be me. No, you're going to be taking care of him. I think that's the difference. You're going to have to paint him, Kevin. He's not going to give you that ticket. The paint thing is a real problem. If I'm expected to paint him, then it's an entirely different calculus. And it's not just because this isn't... It's because you have to interact with him in that way. Uh, But still, I would go. Um, Wow. And that's my Jonathan spirit for the week. You know, this week... Sleep on that, Greg. When I was... This very much dates me. um, But when I was driving past uh, commencement this week, I remembered that when I was at my graduation ceremony and Desmond Tutu was, was down on the floor and he was uh, giving his speech way up in the bleachers behind him, standing with his arms behind his back with no one around was Jonathan spirit. No (laughs) one invited him. No one wanted him there. It was bizarre, and he stood unmoving for Tutu's entire speech. And this is the man that I would go see the national championship game with. <laughs> so, well, maybe up. he has profound opinions on the South African apartheid. Who knows? Good. 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 Number one in the last week's Twitter questioners, Spartan18770 asks, with NIL seemingly becoming the wild, wild west, should college install a dollar amount cap on NIL, much like the salary cap in the NFL? All all college teams would have the same set amount to spend on their players. Whether they spend it on 10 or 200 kids, it would be up to them. Uh, I think the problem here is that the schools aren't supposed to be spending the money. That's That's it. The crux of this. There's that. And this is brazenly anti-competitive. Right. The professional leagues all have Jonesy. Help me with all the legalities on this. Aren't they all antitrust exceptions? Right, and I don't think college sports are is in that same way because it hasn't had the profit structure, the payment structure to be now. But also, I don't know. Probably, yeah, I don't know about those cases as they came forward. Like, truly, what was this is going totally away from eighteen seventy seventies question. What was the legal argument for why they should be exempt from antitrust laws at the time? I baseballs. I think it's because we are. Um, <laughs> I don't like. I, I I truly don't know the other ones. And I mean, I think the baseball's best competitors, were being honest at the time, were black, and so they were like, "Hey, product of the time. Let's. Hey, if you want to keep this sport pure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like." If we're being real about what the what the philosophy was, but the, I, I mean, I will say this about the NCAA to your to your point about sort of payment structures and the like, the NCAA every opportunity it's had to ask for an exception to any of this has instead rolled into the court with tired old arguments about amateurism, yeah, and. And it's, and and they're they are currently losing yeah. on those arguments. Couldn't so they tell favorite. Alito that like something something? It's about oh the boy. historical. Oh it, boy! It's the historical values of the country. Domestic <laughs> supply of amateur athletes. 
Next up from Spartan18770, is Braylon Edwards now considered the new Mike Hart by the MSU fan base? Oh, God. What's he done now? God, yeah. More tweets? Well, he's on he's on one of those Woodward Sports shows. Well, uh, we all know why he's not on 97.1 The Ticket, right? <laughs> no. Tell me more. Well, the story goes, he was for a long time on 97.1 The Ticket, but he couldn't keep himself sober enough to remain on the air. Uh, he is certainly welcome on this pod by that standard. <laughs> Correct. Correct. We have much lower standards, Braylon. All right. Next up is the Shartvert, Anthony Gartvert, <laughs> uh, with number one, will Tom Izzo or Jim Beheim oh. kill first? I mean, retire first. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Beheim. Uh, those are the next two high-profile coaches over 65 that are still active. Notably, Beheim was, what, 77 at this point in time? Uh, Coach K and Coach Wright both leaving obviously brings the question to mind. Great question, Chartvert. I mean, Beheim seems to not work, which makes me think he'll last longer. That was going to be my answer. Right. Uh, Beheim's already effectively older. retired. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, in some ways you should say Beheim, but in other ways, like, the Reaper comes for all of us. Yes. Mm. And Tom's going to burn out faster than Jim at the current burn rate. So the fact that Jim's stealing from the good taxpayers of New York uh, and from Syracuse as a program is going to give him longevity. He's like a, a vampire. It, it gives him, him life. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, uh, number two, prop bet of the week from Shartvert. Number of dudes that Jaden Reed will moss this season versus the number of angry calls per minute that Justin's got, got from U of M fans after the Peach that's, Bowl. Ring. That's a deep cut. This requires oh, Justin. Yeah, this requires listener knowledge of the manufacturers of class rings and other paraphernalia. Oh, I did not pick up on this. So <laughs> good. The Justin's callback here is really the factor really really the factor that may have put sharpford over the hurdle in this ranker's mind's eye the overrunner is at four and a half uh so what do you got on reed how many dudes is he gonna moss this season this is the most abstract of all of the prop bets of the week by the way (laughs) usually Uh, they're like if there's a podcast that appreciates esoteric it is this podcast uh, I'm I'm gonna go over four and a half mosses this year. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I mean, think about how we ended the season, rocking the baby to sleep. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jaden Reed's got it. Uh, and I think over is for sure the answer. The number of qu- number of calls that Justin's had to field, right? I mean, if there's a fan base that is uh, Karen esque, if we will. It is certainly the U of M. Oh, dude, the most Karen-esque of them all, no doubt. They made very angry calls to the customer service. Uh, He says, side note, we argued with the opposing fan base about jewelry given to athletes, most of whom are not able to legally drink. How badly do we need football season? (laughs) Uh, I I think of all of the Twitter dust-ups, and this was petty, this isn't the most petty of them all. It's been pettier than this. (laughs) And also, I'd say it, it is not football season. It is... Twitter question power ranking season. Uh, and football comes after that. Uh, last from the Shartvert, 
What album or albums would you say most drastically influenced your taste in music? Plum, is it Guster? It has to be Guster. It has to be Guster. Uh, it shouldn't just be Guster, but that's the kind of person that I am. Uh, Greg, is it for you? Uh, let me wait. Let me let me try here. I'm interested to see if you like actually try to do this, or if you're you're going to slight me right now. Nope. Uh, I have three guesses. Go. Uh, I want to make sure that I get the album names right. Uh, so wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, there's nothing left to lose by the Foo Fighters. Um, what's the Queen's album? Oh, this is great. Great, this, great radio. Great radio. Uh, go with the, no, no, that was Go With The Flow was the song. Uh, was, what was the name of the album? Songs for the Deaf. Thank you. Songs for the Deaf or, uh, whatever the big Tenacious D album was. The, the self-titled? The yeah, D? Sure. Full octane. Uh, that might be it, actually. Now that you mention it, I was gonna go with rated R from Queens, but I, we're gonna go with just straight the D. Wait, so I one. was in, I was in the neighborhood though. You were uh, you were uh, yeah, I mean, oh, it's almost like we've known each other for years. <laughs> well, you, you, I don't know. Maybe pull some like oh, I'm I'm pretentious. It's Bowie. Speaking of which, for you, I'm gonna go with like Arcade Fire. Or uh, Modest Mouse. Wrong. Or uh, uh, what was that Canadian band that was like no, 40 his is, people his is on Nirvana. The stage at any given time? Oh, it could be Foo Fighters. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's 10. Is what you're thinking it's... Of. And no, it is almost certainly throwing copper by live. Um, and oh. if it's not that, then I'm going with Hail to the Thief by Radiohead. Oh, that's <laughs> up from Spartan eighteen seven seven zero. Greg, this one is actually for you. Does anyone eat Burger King anymore? If so, who and why? You know, there comes a time in every man's life where he's desperate enough for a little Burger King. You know, my realtor does. He's vegan, and they've got the Impossible. My so, uh, sister and brother-in-law, same thing, and they swear by it. In fact, I think they were eating it today when I got picked up the dog. I really should try one. I won't, but I did used to like their chicken sandwich. It's been 10 or 12 years probably since I had one, but they were like long chicken sandwiches. You know what I mean? It was like yeah, they're like a hoagie. Yeah, situation. they're like a hoagie, but they were very good. Honestly, Spartan, I, I love a Whopper. I it's a like... good sandwich. I like a Whopper more than I like a Big Mac, honestly. Facts. Absolutely. Facts. I've never but dealt nothing, outside. Nothing the, will be to McDonald's fry, though. The dollar menu, so I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Uh, next up from the Mopolif. Happy oh, Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Mopolif. Start with, oh God, oh no. Start with, speaking of award-winning photos, what iconic MSU football moments come to mind when defining Tuck's presence so far? I have one. If we match, you get coffee. Uh, I bet mine's not Mopolif. I don't think I'm getting this coffee, but go ahead. You guys, what do you think? Yeah, are we right. are we going with photo? Is that the rule? I mean, if it's photo, it's very out. It's it's the stogie, right? It's got to I mean, be. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. If it's Tuck's presence so far, then it, yes, it's for sure the stogie. Stogie. Um, it could be any of the ones where he's like chopping. There's a lot of the chop 
when he's wearing the Panama hat. Although he's uh, wearing the Panama hat with a stogie, isn't he? When he uh, was walking up the tunnel with uh, the red lights at Rutgers. Mm, no. Was, uh, very... no, one, no one thought You just that like one. that because you were there and you had a fat sandwich. I couldn't hear anything, though, <laughs> so I was really relying on a visual <laughs> presence. I thought I was in Nevada. Uh, That's a deep gut. Yeah. Uh, Plum, do you want to go on the record? Uh, get that coffee, buddy. Get, get that, that coffee. Good, good clatter coffee. Good coffee. Good. All right. We're moving on. Uh, next up from Mopolif. Now let's acknowledge the elephants in the room. What support systems changes possible extended scholarships and more should be implemented for female athletes in college programs should Roe versus Wade be overturned? Are these related? This is a really big stretch, Susan. I think this podcast's hosts, none of whom physically will ever be able to have an abortion, should just note at the outset, and therefore our opinions on the subject should be largely disregarded completely. But who would each vote to preserve the ability for a woman to decide to do whatever she wants with her body? And us, we would, the three of us, agree that that's none of our fucking concern. I don't know that it's connected to (laughs) scholarships or women's sports. Now, if there was the women's sex and get pregnant games, if one of the team sports was pole vaulting onto an erect penis and then getting no, I think, pregnant I think she's by asking it. about the idea that maybe... No, this was the direction she intended. This is definitely where she was going. You know what, Jonesy? I think we it, it's clear this is what she... <laughs> I mean, what else... What else could she have wanted us to do is other than hypothesize a direct connection between sports and pregnancy. I mean, it is tenuous at best because I would say, first of all, whatever support systems and changes need to be put in place largely should be for all people who can bear children. Uh, But that otherwise it is uh, the possible extended scholarships. I think she's specifically referring to the notion that a woman will no longer have uh, control over her reproductive fate uh, and therefore uh, lose eligibility due to pregnancy. I don't know enough about women's sports, but I assume that that's all already been figured out. So Can you? Yeah. I don't think that's... it has, actually. There's, oh, really? The, the NCAA has had large, generally speaking, massive blind spots around... Gender? Are... Stop! <laughs> things... <laughs> And, and more specifically, things related to women's reproductive organs. Like, quite specifically, yeah. a historical blind spot for them. I mean, uh, that's not a surprise at all. A lot of blind spots about a lot of things with the NCAA. It's a very apt organization. All right. Well, now seems like a good time to figure it out. So, maybe... And now... Maybe Mark up note finish. Oh, okay. I was reading the next one. Mark Emmer is not going to do shit about it on the way out. Well, I was uh, saying maybe his replacement <laughs> should be someone that understands these issues. Maybe but it won't be a woman. <laughs> that it won't be. <laughs> that we won't hire a woman. Right. And now on an up note, thanks, Mama Maple Leaf. Uh, finish with it's Mother's Day. I won't. 
If you were indisposed and unable to host your mother for dinner, to which one of your co-hosts' homes would you send your mother for the most symbolic, ex- symbiotic experience? Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm going to interject here. It is certainly Kevin because it, it, he is the son my mom wishes she had. True. Factually true. Uh, except for all, uh, I think I said a Blake thing earlier, uh, so I'm off the list. I'm out. But she she got explained the joke, so she's fine now. Ah, okay. So she's fine now. I'll take it. Uh, uh, mine with the be, Jones family has... is a good time, so I'm on board with this. Uh, I don't care. Uh, mine also has to be Greg, only because although she's met Mike and never met Kevin before, she doesn't like to fly, so she's going to be consigned driving East Lansing. Be disappointing a lot of moms. <laughs> We, I, had to, brand. I had to make lunch for mom yesterday. Didn't go perfectly. I'll just say that. Is it because you made a bread cakes? sandwich? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, we did make sandwiches. And at no, one point someone was no. like, what cheese are we putting on this? And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> let's look at the fridge. <laughs> That's a, I, I thought that was a, uh, yeah, it just indicates everything. Yeah. Um, anyway, next up from Joe Ashworth. Uh, number one, taking a leaf out of the Mamapoli book for Mother's Day. Uh, I'm typically a rye or bourbon drinker. So, Joe, uh, we're open to recommendations from the real Mike Jones uh, in his offer. What do you recommend as a good gateway scotch? Ooh, I've got one. And, Jonesy, I know you've got one here. I do, but Plum, do you have any gateway scotch? Gateway scotch. Uh, I think the Belvini is probably pretty gateway. I don't think it's incredibly expensive, and it's generally palatable. Uh, usually, there's two that are available. There's like the, the double, double cask, yep. and then there's the Caribbean cask. I would Caribbean do cask wood. might be good option if you're coming from rum. Um. If you want an Isla, which is the peatier, which is sort of like smokier, it's the sm- it's like the I think that's of... more acquired. I think if you're not used to scotches, you don't the I would never consider a peaty Isla uh, scotch a gateway scotch, in my opinion. But at the same time, the peatiness is sort of like one of the more unique things about scotches. Well, so that's true. I guess you're right. A lot of scotches don't taste that dissimilar to other really good whiskeys i would say um maybe a rye i would say a rye more than a bourbon yeah yeah i would would compare it more to a rye Uh, i like the belvaney option um jonesy what would you do for for gateway scotch all right so here's i'm gonna give you a two-stepper one keep it simple doers doers is a perfectly fine yeah basic scotch the no, white label? White? yeah white yeah label. the white label yeah yeah you can do you can do a scotch and soda like you can do a doers on the rocks like it's fine and you get just enough scotch in there for you to be like i get the flavor family then i say if you want to do eyelids you jump on the deep end get yourself a lefroy hop on board i was like, gonna say lefroy lefroy 10 yeah, that is, if you are interested in that, like, Nick Offerman, Lagavulin-style scotch, if that's, like, you are aspirationally, like, I want to like this, I would say, 
the best way to do it is to jump in. And I buy into the Laphroaig marketing. It's like kissing a mermaid who just ate barbecue. If you can envision that for yourself, I think you will find yourself like liking that taste. Like think of barbecue and, and you'll you'll get it a lot more, I think, than it's it's all about the headspace. All so right. That's my two cents. Good recommendations. Uh, great question, Joe. Uh, next up, Joe Ashworth. What former basketball player is deserving of having their number retired, but it's just never going to happen? I think Valentine? maybe Cassius? No. That Cassius it's going to happen for Cash. You think they're going to retire it for three, him? Three Big Ten titles, he's going to get retired. All right. Uh, I think also Valentine's probably going to get his at some point. That it should be Drew Neitzel. <laughs> Drew Neitzel should have his number retired. The real and answer is Kalen Lucas, I think. Kalen's past the point where it would have happened for him, and he was Big Ten Player of the Year. He went to two Final Fours. He didn't play in one of them, but he did go to two. The real answer to this, where I think the door is closed, is Kalen Lucas. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Uh, next up from Joe Ashworth, can I start a power ranking of Can't Read, Can't Write hosts and guest hosts? Trick question. I've already started. Shape up, Plum. <laughs> Emmert slash Mr. Rogers comp poorly executed. <laughs> it was poorly executed. It was poorly executed. It was so bad at the time. But you know what's funny about it, though, in retrospect, is that I had put Joe Ashworth on my list of names, and now I'm crossing his off. <laughs> we've, got, we've got a real Ryan from the office, generally on the thing. Just yeah. Literally crossed it off. Um, Golly, Joe, you were going to probably be top five until that. That's too bad. Too bad. Too bad. Next up, Mr. Neurotic Pants, who only numbers one. One, when it comes to Tom Izzo, the D, <laughs> the D. Tucker, what are their greatest strengths and weaknesses as coaches? Specificity is appreciated. Well, actually, Ooh. he wrote specificity is appreciated. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Well, that... it's on brand for us. Uh, uh, someone get this and tell me why D and Izzo are the same. Uh, uh, don't, don't you do it. Don't. Uh, I know where you're going. Oh, uh, can't adapt to the changing times. Yeah. Well, the greatest strength for Tuck is adaptation. Greatest weakness for Tuck. I don't think we know that yet. I don't, I don't think we know it yet either. It. We'll see, I'm sure we'll see it eventually. There will come a time. It's not going to be all right now. Like this. Right now, from a public health standpoint, it that it's that he publicly uh, is a is pro tobacco user with uh, with his cigars. But that's and also his most defining uh, defining. Listen, I'm really. just saying from the public health perspective. Blah 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 blah. Maybe he's not inhaling. Well, I'm sure he's not. Who could? And if he was, Jesus Lord. <laughs> But Izzo and D, uh, you know, uh, have have uh, Izzo sustained a legacy of winning. Um, D obviously uh, was able to create a legacy of winning where one hadn't been present in two decades, so or decade and a half, mm-hmm. at least a decade. So yeah, I think that's it, right? Yeah, the the greatest weaknesses for Izzo and D, in spite of what I said earlier to Jones, are the same thing. They, we seem to be struggling to adapt a little bit. That's, it, no, that's it. It's adapt, adapt, adaptability. Um, next up from Mr. Neurotic Pants, Raymond Chains. Uh, how would a death match between D'Antonio and Izzo start? It starts with the 
funding of the Macht D'Antonio basketball facility at D'Antonio, choking Izzo to death with his own intestines, hissing, you are merely a visitor to rage, but I am by it. Oh my god. And does he then die of a heart attack as soon as he's murdered Tom? The two of them just keel over. Dying together. Dead. And it happens on a mountain, and there's just, like, lightning clashing all around. It's, uh, I mean, this is the only way it ever could have happened, right? It, it never could have I gone mean, another I, way. I love that Raymond has really just, like, has, has, has been exploring in ways that few other commentators have the depth of Mark D'Antonio's deep, deep <laughs> dissatisfaction <laughs> with humanity and life in general. I mean, <laughs> Raymond, you more than anyone else, my friend, have really made an art form to explore how little Mark D'Antonio regards living. And I <laughs> I give you credit for that, sir. <laughs> Next up for Mr. Neurotic Pants, for the record, <laughs> if cutting swim and dive meant a better football or basketball team due to more funding, I'd support. And really, Clarice, wouldn't you? <laughs> Yeah, uh, way to acknowledge the being the villain. Um, but yeah, every one of us would. Are you serious? Every single one of us would. And that was the decision that was made. It's as simple as that. And it worked out in football. <laughs> so, and Tom Izzo is swimming in scholarships. Yeah. <laughs> ah, and and finally from the upper deck jerk guy. Who we don't we don't reveal outside of the top five, but should we reveal where the upper deck jerk guy was last week? Yeah, let's tell him. Let's tell him. No one's still around. It's just us and the upper deck jerk guy. Just at this him. Point. Everyone's got. Let him know. Let him know. Let him know. Twelfth. Twelfth. Oh. Wow! What a fucking loser. <laughs> questions at this point in time, but I'd assume that Spartan 18775, E-Man Sinner, Elon Bloom, Thomas Zambiasi are all going to be ranked ahead of you this week. So <laughs> You're not the Raider, okay? Give it a minute. Let let the man do his job over there. Uh, first question, which is a statement, then a question. Max, period. Back, question mark? No. No. Yeah, it doesn't trend that way. I I certainly uh, hope not. He got by some reporting or tweets. Anyway, he's been invited to the the combine last year. 65 out of 69 players who entered who were invited to the combine stayed in the draft. For my sake. I hope he's one of those four. I want to see him come back. It'll destroy the team, but I hope he does. Here's the thing about your opinions on Max. I'm confused as to whether you're a fan or not. I because you want him back. Is it to punish him? Yes, Ugh. yes, <laughs> yes. And not only him, but Tom Izzo. I want everyone to be punished by Max Christie. I root for his demise and our collective demise because of him. So you that want to see others, the whole world burn. So that others will join me in their approbation for this kid. <laughs> Loathsome. Uh, Loathsome. Yeah. We got it. We got it. is what I can come up with. <laughs> Plum's like, yeah, I got approbation over here. 
Plum, we got to get you to meet uh, Carter Elliott from Sleepers Media, who called him Cormac, his birth name, <laughs> the entire year. He was unworthy of the nickname. Is that true? Cormac is his birth name, yeah. Wow. And yes, Carter did indeed call him Cormac the entire Cormac year. Christie the entire no. fucking year. Cor- Cor- he's got a... You should Google his name. It's it's more elaborate than just Cormac Christie. There's an intense middle name there as well. Uh, well, that tells you everything you need to know. He's a junior, though, I think. Uh, it is Cormac Carl, like K Carl Marx, Carl Max Christie. Cormac Carl Christie Jr. That's a that's a shared name. Junior. With another another person had that name and said, "I'd like someone else." I'd to like have you to have this name. name. It's like a curse; you have to hand it on. It's like it follows. Um, <laughs> next up from the Upper Deck Jerk guy in a three way WWE match style, who wins between you? My money's on Plum. Sure, that's because I play got, dirty. You got the rage. That's for sure. Got the rage, and my hands will touch things other humans won't. He's the Madison Cawthorn of the pod over here. Toucher. <laughs> Got my fox tail on and everything. <laughs> now, last from the Epidemic guy, will Gabe sneak into round two? This is these are all very surface level questions from the Upper Deck Jerk guy. Uh, I think the don't the uh, the mock drafts all have Gabe going sort of mid to late round two. I would say this, that whatever happens, I hope that Gabe gets drafted above Max Christie. I mean, he deserves to be drafted above God, Max how Christie. painful would that be? But that's Does not, I, I would, that's I not would how the NBA works. Because Gabe, uh, Gabe's Gabe. Yeah. I don't know. Gabe's I don't Gabe. know. Listen, on, Gabe's. By, by the rules of primogeniture, Gabe should be drafted before Max Christie. But on the rules of what the optics say, the smell test, Gabe's not going to get drafted. I mean, he only he progressively got worse in his tenure at Michigan State. And maybe he got up and then went down. His last year was not good. He was not. He did not contribute to any of our wins. He had a, he had a slump, but he led the team in scoring Th- yeah. this year. He did. Yeah, I don't remember facts. But, I just but, it's but, the eye test for me. Challenged. Well, I'm out. <laughs> The reason your eye test holds is because he led the team with like 11.2 points, which <laughs> yeah. is not a, a score yeah. that you're used to seeing someone lead the team with. Uh, and I think, and I think, you know, although Max Christie is generally garbage and probably should be, I don't know, run over by a train. Uh, mm, at the very uh, least, he is young and has promise and probably the things that people that know things about basketball. NBA draft.net for what it's worth. And I don't think this is, this is not what I would go to if I were more savvy. Uh, Max in the first round, Gabe almost Mister Irrelevant at 58th overall to Cleveland. So doesn't look good for for our man Gabe Gabe I'm not clicking on the Ringers 2022 draft. Forget Please that noise. Don't. That's not happening. I'm not giving them the traffic. Um. Okay. Um. This is it for the show, and we're going to wrap on that. Uh, yes, gentlemen. Good luck, dear listeners. Looking forward to releasing the Twitter scores slowly but surely over the coming week. You'll all be disappointed. Except and for I you, you, Dan all. Hellpepper. I think things are going to be good for you. Oh. 
All right, wow. gentlemen. He, least, he likes a man five. At least he likes top a man five. that gives it to Blake on on Twitter. Apparently, at least top five. All right, guys. Uh, it's it's been fun. We need to bring the scotch back in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but with that, hopefully, Mormon news next week on seriously any basketball, 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 please, but certainly football. Uh, but for now, go green, go white, go white. Alex and Mike's Jones, Blake's dad.